if my kids, when they grow up, want to have a relationship with me in their adulthood, then my life will have been a great success. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. This week's Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Four Fathers. If you're tired of your look or you regret putting that I used to be cool bumper sticker on your car, you need to check out Four Fathers. No, I'm not talking about the founding fathers of America. I'm talking about the fantastic clothing brand, Forefathers. Yet, I do think George Washington the boys would rock a lot of the clothes from Forefathers. From the boardroom to the back nine, barbecues to bath time, changing diapers to changing oil, Forefathers offers beautifully designed, thoughtfully tailored, ultra comfortable, and original polos for dads of all shapes and sizes. Inspired by what it means to be a true father, they celebrate the joys of this fatherhood adventure with fun and friendly dad apparel meant to be worn as a dad badge of honor. I love the attention to detail that Nick and his crew over at Forefathers have for their clothes. Their names alone are legit. There is the Meat Sweats, Glazed Over, Beer Me, and Turf Dad. And as a sneakerhead, there are so many sneakers that would match perfectly with all the Forefathers clothing line. So if you're looking for a unique gift for your dad or dad, you want to purchase it yourself, check out all the great shirts, hats, and shirts for kids over at their site at shopforefathers.com. That's shop, F-O-R-E, fathers.com. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. And I'm very excited to have this gentleman on, whether he's directing writing or an actor andrew mccarthy's got such a great book out it's called walking with sam a father and son 500 miles across spain thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me sir how you doing good good great to be with you so reading this book i was like more and more i'm like i'm so excited for you to you know jump on the show and talk with me so as a parent right and we've all dealt with different levels of trauma or certain things in our lives when it comes to our kid it was your son sam you and him are the focal point of this book you know when he was born you're talking about the different complications and then you go you fast forward to like when you guys are walking together and you talk about like he's ticking me off by doing this he's like it's the small things so reading this book i'm like amen to you sir because like there are certain things i try and put parenting and like all the blessings i have in perspective but i'm like sweet andrew feels this way too where it's the like the battle of like putting things in perspective, then also getting frustrated. But when you're writing this book, how do you think this book helped you become a better father? Uh, well, there's a lot in that. Uh, well, it's funny, the, the act of writing clarifies thinking, I think. And one of the goals of the journey was to sort of try and transform our relationship from that of sort of parent-child to, to adults, you know, because I, I left home at 17 and my relationship with my dad basically ended there. So I had no sort of template for what how does one do that because i i would you know if my kids when they grow up want to have a relationship with me in their adulthood then my life will have been a great success it's a very real way to me you know so and i didn't have a template for that so i wanted how do i do that you know and so i walked across spain 25 years ago on this old pilgrimage route and it changed my life you know and it really brought me home to myself in a way and revealed how much fear had been dominating in my life and stuff. So it really revealed me to myself. And I thought uh, if I could convince my son to walk this route with me 25 years later, it would kind of transform our relationship from parent-child to these adults, you know? And and it did do that to a large degree, you know? I think it helped. So he knows as an adult, sort of when I'm advocating for him to him, I'm not scolding him, 
even yeah. if we don't agree. You know what I mean? I'm just going, here's my counsel. Here's what I think. Take it or leave it. But it doesn't have to end. And from my perspective, it doesn't have to end our relationship if he's pissed off and storms out the door. You know, <laughs> help me to relax into knowing that there's this is solid, yeah. you know, and that's a convoluted answer to your question. But it, it was a lot of big stuff happened, you know. Oh. Yeah, for sure. And also, too, like as parents and especially like you said, like you're trying to go from kid to parent to like, you know, adult relationship. Right. And we always want to make sure we're there for our kids. And we're doing things, but we're trying to balance like don't want to do everything for them. Right. So you went on this journey before. And was it tough to share certain things that you've done or certain things that you were looking out for back then to tell him like, hey, look out for this? Or did like what was the like how hard was he to like, all right, he needs to feel this and, and and take on this trip and, and feel it his own way without me pointing in direction. So it was kind of like, I can't be full on dad and say, I remember when I did this, like, how was that balance? Well, one of the things I learned is that just shut up, <laughs> just your mouth shut. You know what I mean? Cause particularly with older kids, they're busy racing out the door. So you want to fill them with this wisdom before they go out the door. Like, yeah. you know, don't get drunk, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, you just I just learned to a large degree just I had the luxury that you rarely have with adult kids, which is time, because we were walking every day together across this country. So I realized a lot of just don't speak. Just be there and go, uh-huh. And just create the space for him to figure it out and to be that sounding board, you know? And that and that can translate into later into to life afterward, which it yeah. has to a certain degree. You know, he'll then approach me and go, Well, I was thinking about this, and I go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. As opposed to before, I might have just gone, okay, now what you need to do then is when I was at that happened, do this. You know, because people don't, no one wants to be told what to do, and right. certainly not by their parents. And you know, no one wants advice unless they say, give me some advice. Then you start telling them, they go, Yeah, yeah, I got it. But they want to just know that, you know, you just want to be and for me, I just kind of want to be a big backstop behind if I'm a little league field, you know, I'm a big backstop. So when they turn around, they know, oh, you're there. And now yeah. go out the world i'm right here you know what i mean you want yeah. that and that's kind of what i want to create and i didn't ever feel that with my growing up with my family not to their it wasn't their fault or something i maybe they were doing that i just didn't experience it that way whatever but that's what i would like to sort of create that knowing in them it's like it's your life yeah go on and i'm right here when you need it and when you want it it's here yeah so to and to be have that be a real thing you know, that's, that's important. Anyway. No, for sure. Yeah. I love that backstop analogy because it takes you back when, you know, your kids were able to play like little league or T-ball and stuff and you'd be there like catching, you know, the balls for them. So I love that. What is, what uh, is and, then you're, and you're going the whole time you're going, God, when is this over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I love it. What is something that you both have learned about each other from this trip that maybe you didn't know was there, but seeing him in a different light and again, having that time where you real, realize something about him or something in you that he brought out of you. Well, I, I, one of the things I observed when we were interacting with other people is how much my own crap I project onto him and think he's like me. And I'm like, and then I'd see him responding in situations. I go, that's not at all how I would respond. So he's having an entirely different experience. He may be like me and look like me and people say we're like, He's an entirely different person and just let him have his own experience in life. You know what I mean? And not project my own view of things and crap onto him. It just, he's a separate dude and let him do his 
thing and see him. You know, one of the things we both sort of discovered a bit is it takes a long time to see, you know, them as real people and for kids to, if ever, see their parents as real people, you know, as opposed to just my parent, you know. And so I think both of us learned that too. And there's great space in that. And then there's room to come together as the adults that we were just talking about, you know what I mean? As opposed to parent and child. It's there a lot more than that. Yeah. And, you know, we learned so much from our kids. We Like, you know, even no matter, we just learn a lot from them. Like, huh, I didn't think of that. You know, and like my son saying certain things that I would take from him that I would find harder to hear from other people. And he's talking about my acting or directing career because you should just stop directing other people's shows and do your own thing, Dad. You know, I, I don't want to hear that. But when my son says, I'm like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your ki our kids are our toughest and realest critics will ever have but again you know it's coming from a place of love because they're trying to just like we try and give them the best advice they're trying to give us the best advice i love it one one of the stories i loved in this book and and it's and it's tough because i well i mean talking right now and reading this book i, I can kind of see like again you're trying to let him be his own man but when you're a parent and you're like, no, this is the way we're going. No, we got, and you're, and you're going like you're diverting traffic. You're going and your son's on the other side. I'm like, no, we're going this way. I just, I started laughing. Cause I'm like, there's so many, I have two daughters, 15 and 13. Well, going to be 13 soon, but it's just like, it's funny how there's certain times I'm like, no, no. And then like, they kind of show me like, no, we should have went this way. And like, you have that moment where like, how do I, do I swallow my ego and be like, yeah, thanks for teaching me that lesson? Or do you like, no, no, I thought I was right, but I guess you can go either way. I love that where you guys were just like, you were walking because this is the way you remember, but your son was like, no, over here. Then you realize you're like, okay, yeah, we have to go this way. Talk a little bit about yeah. like just that moment into the idea of like letting him, I didn't, he didn't even, he didn't even say anything to you when he got back, to, when he got back with you, but it was just like, I thought a really cool moment where almost the, the, the child is kind of, teaching the you know the parent right yeah i mean you know this is that fretful adult versus confident youth <laughs> and you know like when we got lost a couple times and sam just pulls out his phone and i'm ready to yell at him for being on his phone and he's just looking at snapchat because his snapchat man is telling us the right way to go because it's this way dad i'm like okay you know and you just eat it and when they're right they're right you know like when i was when I was a kid, my father would never admit when he was wrong. It was just, we just went that way. We just kept going wrong because he had to be right. <laughs> and, you know, to be able to kind of go, yeah, you're, you're right there. It's, but that's what we want to do, right? We want our kids to want to pass the baton and have them, you know, we just don't want them to throw it in our faces. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, you know, people follow you on social media at Andrew T. McCarthy. I love the fact that your youngest is like, What's this book about? If I'm not in it, I don't care. So I want to make sure I'm fair to all of your kids. Let's talk a little bit about all of your kids and also like the values you're looking. I mean, reading this book, I, I kind of get an idea. But for my audience, talk about some of the values you were looking to instill into your kids as they're growing up. You know, I, you just want them to be themselves. You know what I mean? You just want them to be who they are. Like my greatest asset, I think, in life is I never wanted to be anybody else. You know what I mean? I didn't envy someone else. I may have envied what they had, but I didn't ever want to be someone else. You know, and I, I like with my kids, I just want them to be discover and who they are and encourage who they are. And I may not have to like all of it. You know what I mean? But it, it's like, that's, you be who you do you, as they, as the kids say, you know, and, 
I, I just find that the most valuable thing because nobody listens to anything. We don't, nobody wants to be told what to do. They just learn by example and watching, right? So, you know, when I'm doing, being me to the best I can in a positive way, they see that and they go do that, their version of that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, like, there's no discipline in my house. It's like the wheels have come off. You know, <laughs> I've got a 21 year old now, a 16 year old girl and a nine year old boy, and everybody's going in a different direction. <laughs> but the, but the goal sort of is that everybody be themselves as they go in their different directions. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. And I mean, that's all we have to, I have to offer them and sort of be able to be able to sort of recognize yourself when you feel it. You know, because often, particularly kids are always trying on personalities and different kinds of lingo and all this stuff. But it's like, well, wait, what brings you home to who you are? What's yeah. that thing that you do that jazzes you? Whether my nine-year-old's it's karate or Sam, whether it's rock climbing or whatever. That's why kids often find it in sports, you know, because it just it grounds and gives them a sense of esteem and stuff. No doubt. What do you hope people will take away from this book after reading it, especially from a parenting perspective, right? Obviously, The Art of Fatherhood parents, moms, and dads listen to this. Um, sometimes listen, you know, the kids will listen to it as well uh, through my feedback that I get from people. But like for you, what do you hope that people will take away from a parenting perspective after reading your book, sir? Well, I think it's when, whenever you're writing something, you just want people to kind of nod their head and go, yep, yep, I feel that way. And feel less alone. So when you're screaming at your kid for the, uh, to get out of in bed, and when you swore yesterday, you wouldn't scream at him tomorrow to get out of bed. <laughs> You're still screaming at him to get out of bed that, you know, people can identify and just sort of you go, yeah, I know what, I know what that feels like. And that way they feel less alone. And then they're, you know, a little gentler on themselves and then hopefully gentler on their loved ones, as it were. You know, yeah. you just want to create that sense of community and connection. Well, in our household, when we were reading, like we went, I was like Saturday, we we're just kind of chilling. We we're all like doing our own thing, reading together in the same room. But I'm laughing. I'm nodding my head. And my wife's like, what am I? This book is awesome. You got to check it out when I'm done reading it. Just because there's the parenting nods. And I'm like, yep, I've been there. I, feel, I felt that. So in our household, you nailed that, uh, what you were looking, uh, your goal for the book. One more question before we go, before we kind of get into uh, your fantastic career. Talk a little bit about like a dad hack or a piece of advice you'd offer to new dads. <laughs> when my uh when sam was first born uh i had a friend's father who was this guy from the south and i always dismissed him as kind of this silly hick and but he came up to me and he saw the fear in my eyes and he just said andy don't worry you just love him and keep him dry and <laughs> it's actually the best advice i've ever gotten <laughs> because <laughs> It's true. You just sort of love them how imperfectly you love and keep them dry. I mean, you just sort of keep all the really bad stuff away if you can and clean it up when it happens. And that's all, that's all you can do. And then the rest, they're going to do what they're going to do. So love, love them and keep dry. them dry. It's kind of like a little bit of like the Gremlins, you know, trilogy of like what you shouldn't do to the Gremlin, right? From back in the day. <laughs> love it. Acting, writing, doing stuff for travel, like National Geographic and all that good stuff. But in directing, I know your kids are like, hey, direct your own show, dad. And you're like, okay, yeah. But like for you, out of the three between writing, directing, and acting, do you prefer one over the other? And not maybe just now in this part of your career, but just in general, like if you look back at acting, look at you know, writing, and now, uh, of course, directing, which one do you gravitate more towards maybe because it connects with your personality and your work your workflow? 
You know, all three is the answer. You know, I hadn't acted in years and I just acted on a TV show for a season. And and I really, I, I was surprised myself on how much I liked it because it was like acting I've been doing since I was a kid, 15 years old, you know, so it was like breathing to me. And I hadn't done it in 10, 15 years really. So to come back to it was really like, oh, there I am, you know. But as far as my personality goes, I nothing suits me more than sitting alone in a room and writing something, you know, that I try and have as few votes as possible in my life, right? <laughs> and in writing, you get the fewest votes. <laughs> um, I, I like doing, and I get bored. So I do like doing them all. Gotcha. Awesome. Great answer right there. And a lot of people love your great different films and TV shows. For me, Weekend at Bernie's, and you probably get this a lot. So many fun moments in that movie. And obviously Weekend at Bernie's too and all that good stuff. But like for you, when you look back at that for the original film, was there a fun moment or a story behind the scenes that you wouldn't mind sharing? Well, I have to first to say that you look just like a Weekend at Bernie's guy. There's a certain <laughs> kind of demo that loves Weekend at Bernie's and you're in. Um, <laughs> and, and I think that's a compliment. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, um, that movie was so much fun. You know, often when you're doing a movie, the, the, the party line is that if you're laughing, the audience is not going to, if you think it's funny. But we thought that movie was so funny when we were making it. And I mean, we just made so much of that nonsense up. It's like, uh, what if what if we say he has a toupee and we staple it on his head? Yeah, 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 do it, do it, do it. And, you know, we just make, you know, what if we throw him off the balcony? Yeah, 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 let's do that. What, and what if the tide takes him out? Yeah, 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 let's do that, you know? And so we were just making so much of that stuff up at the time. And it was just... The, no idea was too stupid. Yeah. I mean, the stupider, the better, frankly. And just do it with like absolute commitment. And no matter how dumb it is, it's good. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It was obviously it's a classic. So thank you very much for indulging me in that. We're going to finish off with the fatherhood quick five favorite family movie or a show you guys like to watch together. I know again, wide age range. So it must be kind of tough, but is there one you guys like watching right now together? No, no, <laughs> No I watch TV. They watch like YouTube. And I'm like, I can't watch someone else playing video games. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do this. You can do this if you want, but I can't watch this other kid playing video games while you watch him. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand what they're doing. And I've lost them. I think our generation was too busy doing that already. If someone had an Atari 2600 or like the original Nintendo and you're watching them until they got done and it was your turn to play. So yeah, yeah. we'll pass that stage. Um, was there a band or an artist you couldn't wait to introduce them to like a music a musician that you really loved and you're like, Hey, check out this, you know, these songs or anything like that. Well, you know, I grew up in New Jersey, so I grew up on living and breathing and Bruce Springsteen. So my kids have been fully indoctrinated and, you know, my daughter and I, um, she has her playlist in the car whenever we're driving and she's in charge and she it's all Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo. And then she throws in a few, throws me a few crumbs of born to run and badlands. And I'm proud to say she knows every word to born to run. So nice. That's a good daughter right there. Like, yeah, it's her music, but also she's giving you, like you said, sprinkling some in love it. Uh, describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? We went um, last summer. We all went to Greece and rented a boat with the captain. Um, they told my family, we're going to go to Greece and rent a boat and sail around around the islands for a week. And they were all like, and I'm like, dude, it's gonna be incredible. We've got a captain. They went, oh, we have a captain, not you? Great, I'll go. Well, we thought you were gonna sail it, Dad. And we were like, yeah. So anyway, we did that last year and it was amazing. Best trip ever. But it's also, you know, like I said, I've got these small, wide age range of kids. So it's very difficult to satisfy everybody, but that satisfied everybody. Nice, well done. Uh, again, you travel a lot, traveling is your passion. Is there a destination you haven't been to yet that you just can't wait to, you know, go and experience? 
being a good travel writer, the answer, of course, is the next one. But yeah. uh, I've I've been supposed to go to Antarctica a couple times and had to cancel the last minute both times. So I'd love to go to Antarctica before it melts. <laughs> no doubt. And lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad. What would you want them to be? Oh, geez, dude, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. Nice. Great, great three words right there. Such a great book, Walking with Sam. I highly encourage people to pick this up. There's a lot of great fatherhood moments. There's just a lot of great family moments. I really appreciate you writing this book, sharing this awesome journey you had with your son. I think it's going to help put things a lot in, in perspective for a lot of parents out there who are dealing with kids going from being a kid to an adult. So I wish you and your family continued success. Thank you for your time. And again, thank you for writing this book, sir. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks. I want to thank Four Fathers for sponsoring this week's Art of Fatherhood podcast. Nick, who started up the company, is a really cool guy, and he set up a really cool community over at Four Fathers. Not only can you get some sweet shirts for yourself, but there's also some matching stuff for your kids to rock with you. Like I said, awesome shirts named Meat Sweats, Glazed Over, Beer Me, Turf Dad. And like for me as a sneakerhead, I love the fact that there's so many cool clothing options that can match up with my sneakers. Go to shopforfathers.com. That's shop, F-O-R-E, fathers.com. Support Nick. He's got a lot of great shirts over there and a fantastic community he's building. And while you're on the internet, make sure you check out the Art of Fatherhood website over at artoffatherhood.net. You can check out podcasts, reviews, the Dad's Doing It Right column. You can win prizes, all that good stuff. And when you listen to the podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review. And I appreciate your support as I try to promote good fatherhood examples all around the world through my podcasts and articles. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.